Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. As you know, we're going through fear and I guess this morning I, I feel that sometimes we can we need to choose, you know, and like Rachel just singing there. Sometimes it's just God, I choose you. You know? It reminds me of a a guy that had three choices in life. He was walking through Kilalea the other week and I, I heard a story. I don't know if it's true or not. And he found a little bottle next to the path and he picked it up and he rubbed it and out pops a genie. It's definitely true, yeah. And genie says, three wishes. I don't know why it's always three, but it's three. Three wishes and they're all yours. And the guy goes, ah, you beauty. I want 10 million bucks. $10 million was his. Woohoo. Next wish, second wish. Ah, oh, I'd love a new boat. I mean, not just the boat that, you know, 10 million, I can buy a lot, but I need a new boat, you know. There it goes. And the genie says, well, that's, that's two wishes. The third one, think wisely. Think wisely. You know, guy thinks, he goes, oh, I'd love to be irresistible to women. And he instantly turned into a box of chocolates. <laughs> I don't know if that's wise. But we have a choice in life. And sometimes we choose well, and sometimes we don't choose well at all. And we're going through fear, and today I want to speak on fear of failure. And the key thought this morning is that we should not allow our past failures to hinder our future successes. In Christ, our past failures can come, become future victories. So first thought, we are not defined by our past failures. We are defined by God's purposes for us in Christ. Nobody worries about the things they don't care about. If you don't care about something, you don't worry about it. It's the things that, that we care about causes us worry and stress. But God cares so much for you and I that he sent Jesus just to prove it. God cares. And because of that, that gives me hope. That God knew that my failures before I was even born, and yet he still sent Jesus. If God still sent Jesus despite of my failures, then how much should I rest even more in that? That God loves me and desires good things for me. I am not defined by my failures. I make mistakes, but I am not defined by them. Here is what the Bible tells us about who we are. I've got a list here. You are God's child, John chapter 1, verse 12. You are Christ's friend, John 15, 15. You have been justified, Romans 5, 1. You have been united with the Lord and are one with him in spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. You have been bought at a price. You belong to God, 1 Corinthians 6, 20. You are a member of Christ's body, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. You have been adopted as God's child, Ephesians 1, 5. You have direct access to God through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2, 18. 
You have been redeemed and forgiven all of your sins. Colossians 1.14 You are complete in Christ. Colossians 2.10 That is just a brief glimpse of what the Bible tells us who we are. Colossians 2.6-10 says this. And now, just as you, as you accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Let your roots grow down into Him. And let your lives be built upon him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sending nonsense that comes from human thinking. For in the Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body. So you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every rule and authority. If you are in Christ, you are complete. We don't feel complete sometimes, do we? But you are. I'm going to talk about it soon, but the way society defines success sometimes dictates what we think is being successful. But God says you are complete. Yes, we fail. Yes, we make mistakes, but they don't, don't define who you are. We are not defined by our past failures. We are defined by God's future purposes for us in Christ. God does not see you through the eyes of failure. We are defined by God's future purposes for us in Christ. God does not see you through the eyes of failure. The second thought this morning is that God's grace can reach into our hearts and give us the strength and resolve we need in our times of weakness. In life, we'll have stress. If you don't have stress, I don't know what, you, what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know where you live <laughs> or who you hang around. <laughs> There's a song by you too and... and one of the one of the the, the the sentences that I love it says, "A heart that hurts is a heart that bleeds, but you know you're alive." You know, and that's life. Our heart hurts sometimes, but yet we're alive, alive in God. The beauty of the Christian faith is that God gives of Himself to help us. Romans 5, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, God has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Jesus said himself in John chapter 14, Peace I give to you. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If you are God's, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. You have the Prince of Peace. No matter what we walk through, no matter what situation we're in, no matter what we're facing in life, that can seem such doubt, can seem such, such despair to bring us into such a point of fear that would grip us. But yet it's at that point where the Prince of Peace can come and give you a peace that the world cannot give.
1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud. It does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. God is love. If you have God with you, there's no failure. In another version it says, love lasts forever. You know, often in life we go through situations and we can be scared about what's happened in the past and we think that's going to dictate our future. It's like the little boy who gets in trouble from his teacher and, you know, he asks the teacher, teacher, am I going to get punished for, for what I don't do? And the teacher says, no. <laughs> and the kid says, good, well, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> But it's more about letting the past go, giving it to Jesus. Yes, we make mistakes, but looking forward and knowing that the peace of God and the love of God is ours in Christ. Sometimes when I'm at work, I start to fear. There's things that happens at work in, in the steelworks, that the situations that I face. But there's one thing that I, I think, one thing that I pray. And it's this. I say, God, doesn't matter what I'm going through right here, right now, I know that that will not change a single thing between you and I. That is such a peace. That is such a confidence. Yes, we've got to work through tough times. Yes, we've got to work, work through things with our family. But what happens between God and yourself does not change. God's grace can reach into our hearts to give us the resolve and strength we need. In Christ, our past failures can become future victories. The third thought is that the lessons we can learn from defeat or failure will assure us of victory in the future. We're going to learn from the mistakes we make. I was reading the, uh, the word, I was reading of Joshua. And Joshua was, was someone that God told specifically time and time again, don't be afraid. Joshua, don't be afraid. And there's one situation that, that I read, and they've just, just had the Battle of Jericho where they've had this amazing victory where they've, they've basically thrown out the book of the art of war and just marched around this city with high walls, and, and they've, the walls have tumbled down. I mean, you don't read that in any textbook in terms of war. And they've had that victory in Jericho, and they've seen the sovereignty of God. And then they go to the next battle and they get defeated resoundingly. Imagine what was going through Joshua's mind right there and then. Here they've had this amazing victory. They felt on top of the world. They've conquered everything. And yet the same process, they sent out the spies again. The spies did the reconnaissance. And they said, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, Jericho was, was a walk in the park. This next town, I, is a walk in the park. We can do it. This is my own ad lib. <laughs> and yet, they got hammered. They got smashed. What did Joshua do?
Joshua and the leaders went into mourning. But rather being crippled by fear, they sought God for the answers. God showed Joshua why they were beaten. And Joshua acted on what God showed him. Joshua 7, 10 to 13. God says to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They've stolen some of the things I commanded them to set, be set apart for me. And on to verse 13. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from you. God had told Israel, when you, when you defeat Jericho, don't take things for yourselves. Take, use these things for me. These are, these are not to be coveted. I am your God. I brought your victory. And yet this, this guy, Achan, took some of the spoils and, and hid them in his tent. And that was the reason they lost the next battle. And so God told Joshua that. And so it wasn't until they, they learned from that past mistake that they went forward in victory again. And the next time they went to, to A, they had an amazing victory. But they had to learn from their past mistake. And it's the same in our lives. We need to learn from our mistakes. We need to learn from the things that we've walked through in life and allow God to show us these things. It's interesting to note that the reason why Israel failed was not because of a, a tactical issue. It's because of character. And it wasn't until they, they addressed the character they then moved on into victory. And notice the next time in that battle with Ai, God said you could have some of the spoils for yourself. It was like God was teaching them a lesson that sometimes it's not what happens, but it's who we are. So we need to learn. Our past does not hinder our future unless we fail to deal with it. We're not defined by our past. We're defined by our future purposes in Christ. We all make mistakes. But we turn our mistakes into victories. We need to learn from our mistakes. In God, our past victories, our past past become future victories. Just to finish off, I just want to just give... Well, what is success? What is success in God's eyes? Sometimes we, we look at our, our lives and we see our lives as, as being a, a failure in this or we didn't meet a certain uh, goal that we had or a target or relationships have failed. But what does God say? You know, a number of years ago, I, I was crippled with fear myself to such an extent that I was on the couch at home just crying uncontrollably. Couldn't stop. But that forced me to, to look at my life. And it forced me to, to look at, well, why am I so bound by fear? What, why am I so bound in fear that I can't stop crying? And there were three things that, that mainly pulled me through. One was family and friends. Two was the Word of God. And three, I had to develop a different mindset or different outlook on life. And it's that third thing I want to just focus on this morning. 
We must not define our success or failure by comparing ourselves to others. When God told Joshua, be strong and courageous, what did God tell Joshua? It was this, in Joshua 1, 7 and 9. It says, be very strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on night and day. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Israelites, their success was not based on where they went. Their success did not depend on what happened to them. They would be successful if they understood God and had the Word of God within them. If they meditated on the Word of God in their hearts. As it's written in Jeremiah, Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and bring justice and righteousness to the earth. And I delight in these things. For me, this was a big key. That I allowed my definition of success based on what I did and what happened around me rather than who I was as a person. There will be things in life that we can't control, but one thing we can control is how close we come to God, how close we allow Holy Spirit to be with us every single day. Yes, God will leave us, lead us in our life choices. You know, yes, for me, I'm an engineer working in the steelworks. That's great, but that does not define who I am. That's just my job. <laughs> What's more important is the kind of engineer I am in the steelworks, the kind of person that you are. The trials, tribulations, and failures in this world can add to our fear if we have the wrong definition of success. In Romans 5, 3 to 5, it says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit and He's filled our hearts with love. We're going to walk through things in life. We're going to walk through things in life that aren't nice. That's part of life. But we have this hope, and it's this, that God's love has been shed abroad in our hearts. And no matter not, doesn't matter what we go through, God is with us always. Failure should not destroy us, but it will reveal who we are. And they help us become who, created, who God created us to be. Success is being the person God created you to be. Let me repeat that. Success is being the person God created us to be. God is more interested in who you are more than what you do. Yeah? Success is loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength as it's from this that we become the people that God meant us to be. In Christ, our past failures can become future victories. So just to finish... Five keys. 
There's always got to be something. <laughs> Five keys to help deal with our past failures. For me, this is just what, ha- what worked for me. First one, remember that point in time that you had that, that place where you were just bound by fear, that it just gripped you. And see if you can look at it through a different mindset. Were your expectations or goals realistic? How did you define success at that point in time? See that period as not having not achieved something, but see it as an opportunity to grow as a person. Yes, it was not an easy time, but what did you learn so that you can become better? So that in the future, when you're faced with the same situation, you can deal that situation better. That's the first key. Second key, when we have done wrong to someone else, it's been a moral failure, we need to seek forgiveness where it's appropriate. If it's between you and God, seek forgiveness between God. If it's appropriate, seek forgiveness for someone else you've done wrong to someone else. Just like Joshua, they had to seek God for forgiveness with that battle. And that had to deal with that moral failure there. Third key, stand on, rely on, receive God's perfect love to heal your spirit and emotions. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is this. It's in 1 John chapter 4. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in love, in His love. God is love, and all who love in love, all who live in love, live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Perfect love expels all fear. That was one scripture I had on my my bathroom mirror I had post-it notes everywhere and one of those post-it notes perfect love casts out all fear when I was fearful I quoted that scripture God your love is within me I have no fear same situation but yet the love of God is in me it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's a stressful time absolutely but I am not defined by that thing. I'm defined by who God says I am. Stand and rely on God's love. Fourth key, aim to be content in all situations. Timothy 6.6, 6, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great gain, or another version says great wealth. If you can be content in all situations, it doesn't matter what comes your way. If we can be content... In God, rather than what's happening around us. That's a great key. And finally, develop a healthy fear of God. In Proverbs, there are plenty of scriptures that says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. If there's one fear that we should have, it's the fear of God, the fear of the Lord. In Philippians 4, Paul encouraged the church and said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So I just want to finish there. And uh, the key thought is 
that our past failures, yes, we learn from them, but they don't define us. It's not who we are. Yes, it's what we walk through, but the peace of God, the love of God, the Spirit of God is within us. And in that, we can walk into future victories. I just want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you've done here in this house this morning. Thank you that there has been lives touched, there's been healings, there's been miracles. Lord, there's been people that has been set free in this place. Lord, I thank you that you are here and that you are willing to touch people's lives. Lord, I thank you that in you we have fullness of life. Lord, I just pray for people right now, Lord, that may be struggling with fear of failure. Lord, I just pray that you'd be helping them today. In Jesus' name. Lord, that they would be set free of that fear. Lord, I thank you that in you there is no fear because perfect love casts out all fear and that you are our perfect love. And Lord, we just place our lives into the palm of your hand this morning and say, have your way. Lord, those things, Father, that concern us, those things that give us worry, the things that give us stress, Lord, we entrust those things into your care this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you have not called us to be fearful except that that we should fear you. And so today we choose to fear you instead of the things around us. We choose you today, God. We choose to accept your love. We choose to accept your peace. And I thank you that it's by your grace that these things can be ours. Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you that by your death and resurrection we have these things and that your spirit is on the inside of us. In Jesus' name. Amen.